0: Assalamu alaykum, brother. Um, welcome back to our show. Peace of the, peace about. of the universe. This is a show about black mental health and race. I am your host, Mf Doug A F, and my co-host is. Uh, we return for one last bonus segment Uh, we talked about Taraji P. Henson's son uh, experiencing depression but he couldn't relate to the psychologist so she had money but that's not the only impediment to black mental health and race because if the therapist doesn't identify with your struggle Not that they can't help you. However, they won't be able to put into place things to help you do the work that would help you alleviate, if not um, mitigate, that depression that you're going through. I think uh, one person that is a layman explained what depression is black people Um, he said that um, when a person dies it's called mourning because there will be a time that you suffer this grief unfortunately with depression there is no mourning stage there is no getting over the loss of something it doesn't have to be a person The loss of anything in your lifetime is going to cause a separation from reality. That separation is what black people don't understand to be depression. They will call it anything else and they will look to the church in terms of relief because we believe in Jesus, whether he be white Jesus or black Jesus, we believe that the church is our psychoanalyst. Let's start there, brother. Welcome back to our last segment.
1: Good, welcome back. Um, why, why would we believe? Why would we
0: believe anything
1: different? You're right. If, if that's if that's all we know, then why would we believe anything different?
0: That is correct. And why and
1: why and why, why would we challenge anything different?
0: That is correct.
1: So it it makes sense that uh, the majority of black folks are going to go to church. The majority of black folks are going to look to Jesus and for Jesus to answer their problems. Hmm. So...
0: uh, And when we're we're talking about these impediments to black people seeking professional help, here's a woman to... taraji p henson wanted her son to get professional help she not only has um the means in terms of money she has access to the best that money could buy and still as a black person she has an impediment to getting that help because we don't understand the things that you just answered um rhetorically in a question format why would we go beyond the church to find any help and what we tell black people is if you're suffering depression if you're suffering a loss of any kind you need more Jesus and less medical help that medical help like education like knowledge is mistakenly considered white folks domain yeah
1: well if if it were not for our friendship you probably wouldn't be having uh a therapist or a licensed therapist that is correct or a, a, a doctor uh having an intelligent conversation with you or you not an, an intelligent conversation, but just a friendship conversation hmm. amongst one another. Um, had not been for our, our childhood friendship, hmm. so um, I, I think what Razi, to um is experiencing is that there is a real um, problem as it relates to love. Looking for a black male therapists, uh, you know, black male teachers, um, hmm. particularly on the doctoral level and on the license, hmm. right? And most most black men don't go into that field. Hmm. Uh, most black men are not dealing with that issue. You know, and God forbid, you, you talk about where I come from, and you you know, asking me to address where I come from. Man, I, I, I can't tell you that I know a black person that comes from where I come from that does what I do for a living.
0: Hmm. They wouldn't even be able to identify or relate with it. No, I mean, and, and, and I can tell you that, man,
1: I can't tell you how my clients look at me and have no idea where I come from. <laughs>
0: Yes, sir. (laughs) And that's what we were talking about. The last segment I uh, named impediments to black mental health. Um, We wanted to talk about one last subject that is a part of this whole theme tonight. We were talking about teams and what team you want to be on. We were talking about um, a new black mayor and his team. In New York City, we're talking about Taraji P. Henson and her son's depression and his inability to find a team with like minds. And now we want to talk about this colorism that seems to divide us. It's okay, it's okay for us to have differences of opinion. But when those opinions allow the missing finger to be the end all or dichotomous thinking to our empowerment as a people, whenever this missing finger says, oh, let's just chop off the whole hand because this finger is missing and we cannot go beyond this missing finger because this hand will never be the same. It's just chop it off that type of dichotomous thinking is now a part of our scholarly ADOS and our foundational black origins, FBOs. These organizations have come out of our highest, um, institutions of learning. One being, um, um, Yvette Carnell, um, it's part of the foundation of um, Eidos, uh, African um, descendants of slavery. They believe that reparations, this one little segment of the black struggle means that a West Indian is no longer considered a part of that black struggle no, and therefore not entitled to Um, black reparations even though they were born in this country the fact that they had parents that were Jamaican or some other ethnicity that is not identifiable to or not in um, the historical timeline of black chattel slavery they are not retitled to any reparations even though in 2022 We are still talking about black mental health and race. And these people, even with their high degrees, are still talking about colorism in a um, dichotomous way, in a way that is more punishing than it is helpful. Your thoughts, Dr. Moore?
1: say, uh, I I think that you use the terminology dichotomous thinking and understanding and knowing what dichotomous thinking really means um, says a lot um, in terms of who your potential audience may or may not be because uh, I agree, dichotomous thinking is very detrimental and I think that that's the reality of a lot of, you know, our situation in terms of black people.
0: How could we have colorism after being the victims of colorism? What? White people told us that it was the darkness of our skin. Our lineage from Ham was the reason that we were slaves. And now you have intelligent black people talking about oh, you can't be a part of the political process, you can't be a part of any reparations that we get because your parents were uh West Indian. Where did well, that come from in terms of psychology? Well, I don't think what did you
1: say was psychology?
0: Of course not. You start off by talking about uh, the seat of Ham, and that being the result of black people or black slaves—that's misleading in and of itself. Hmm. Um, so I don't even want to—I don't even want to go there
1: uh, in terms of that having a base as racist well as black people and colorism, because that shit is—if you think thinking that way at all—that you already you—that thinking is already in and of itself the reason why you all face' because that ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but except for the misteaching of that teacher. Hmm. Um, secondly, um, uh, uh, you asked me something about something else about outside of him. Um,
0: the, the fact that that the higher learning organizations are the founders of this colorism where we were already being subjected to colorism as slaves. But now you're saying that because these people are not born here, that um, their racism ain't the same as yours. So you can't get reparations as if, as if, as if, For any one instance that white America is going to ever give us any fucking reparations in the first place. But you base your whole organization on this premise of colorism. That there's certain black people, even in America, that don't deserve the shit that you say that your descendants went through. And they can't get away with that with us. Because we from that generation that made it a path so that you can go to college. But now you're saying that we need to divide who gets what based on whether you were a direct descendant of slavery and you're you're telling me that your college education, it's just me talking, brother, but you're telling me that your college education is what qualifies you to be an African descendant of slavery or a foundational black compared to others, where is the intelligence in that? And now we know better because we came from the same struggle, but our younger generations that are following this bullshit, this fucking um, intelligentsia of bullshit, that are coming from high organizations that are learned people are saying that colorism is okay and that ADOS is okay and that FBOs are okay, foundational black origins, African defendants. We're overthinking the situation. To me, I would like to know your opinion as a black professional psychologist. Are they... Out of their fucking minds or is it me?
1: In terms of colorism?
0: Colorism. As they explain it. They explaining it as if you're not in this group of um, people from 1619 that came over on the Mayflower as slaves, then you're not entitled to anything. You're not experiencing any racism that would uh, evolve to the point of you getting reparations. Yeah,
1: well, I think that's cool. I don't know how much we need to go into that conversation. I think it's a a new conversation.
0: Right, but can you explain that from a psychological standpoint? Why are we even having those conversations? Well,
1: we probably should
0: Hmm.
1: I, I, I think it doesn't make sense to have the conversation because hmm. the conversation doesn't make sense.
0: Um, but these are yeah, these you know, are these are these are people that are intelligent. They came from the that, institutions yeah, to, yeah, of higher learning. Yeah, but it's not it's not fair to say that, right?
1: Because if you say that, then it, then you what you're doing is you're quantifying or qualifying um, people that justify racism, right? or slavery. So it's like saying George Washington wasn't an intelligent person, but even while he was intelligent, he still believed in slavery. Right? It's it's, it's not fair to say that Abraham Lincoln wasn't an intelligent person, but he still believed in slavery. Or John Quincy Adams, or Thomas Jefferson. These were all intelligent people, but they still believed in racism. They still believed in slavery. So Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, you. You can't make the argument that intelligence will overrule that type of behavior because it doesn't, right? If, if you want to, if you if you were trying to say, not you per se, but but I'm just making I'm making the argument that you know, only ignorant people believe in slavery, or, or only ignorant people want to hang people only ignorant
0: people want to believe in segregation that's not true they're very
1: intelligent people that support that type of stuff Hmm. and always have right so it's not that's that's not the case it's not you know you got to be unintelligent to think that way no that's that's not the case and even if you look at modern and contemporary day if you look at the trump supporters or the biden supporters it does not doesn't have anything to do with education degrees or being intelligent. That, that doesn't have anything to, at the end of the day, you can't base that on someone being more or less intelligent. Hmm. That's that's not that's not the foundation of what that means. It may be to you, but it's not to the other person. Hmm. So in this country Colorism. There's a stigma attached to colorism as relates well to this country, and uh, you know, as as money. The reason why slavery happened in this country was was because of money. Mm. The reason why the Civil War happened was because of money. Mm. So, in my, I, I can't. Um, in my opinion, you know, I don't want to go back and forth with you about that because to me, it that's not about intelligence or ignorance. I mean, the social construct in America as race of black people is made up shit. Hmm. It has everything to do with finances.
0: Indeed. Uh, I think that the conversation was necessary when we talk about teams and why certain things are legitimate and certain things have no legitimacy, no logic behind them or anything. Um, And it doesn't depend on whether you went to school or not. It depends on the knowledge that you have of you being a team and who your opponent is. And I can't get that through to everybody, but I I just put that out into the universe. Um, But I have no beef with anything that you say, Uh, uh, partly because I know you and partly because we can attack things from different perspectives. But at the end of the day, it's all about who's on this team and who's not. how we start this conversation out to me, like we're all one hand, right? <laughs> you a finger, I'm a right. finger. You know, and, and there's other things that are a part of this that may not even know that they're a part of it. Hmm. But we're all one hand.
1: And and we all attack it, you know, in the in, in different ways. Right. your your way and my way, right?
0: Or this is your way. Right. I just
1: happen to be a part of your way because of where we come from, right. but it may be just this podcast. Right? But we understand. I mean, like to go against you and your methodology, right? Mm. It, you know, just destroy um, a methodology all in of itself because I just disagree. Mm. You I, I can come on this podcast with you every Friday night and disagree with you. Right. Right. And that could be. It, it can be whatever it is want to be, but it is
0: It can still be very entertaining too.
1: <laughs> and, 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 and it could be so. Whether we agree really or disagree, but it is a platform in which we both utilize to grow, right. right? And it ain't got nothing to do with no degrees or no degrees or whatever. It's just a conversation, you know, between brothers, between friends, you know, and we just talk about what we talk about, right? And it. it it, it, it ain't putting down one person or putting up one person. It's, it's just an intelligent conversation between two intelligent people. And the reason it got nothing to do with intelligence. Right. Um, in, in my opinion, you know, and the way that we relate to one another, because you, you, I have always said from day one, you've always been one of the you know, most intelligent people that I know. Mm. Right. I, I will always continue to say that. And so while we may be. Different fingers on one hand, we can still come together, you know, to appease a cause, right? And you know, and, and, and whether or not the methodology is different as it needs to be, that's fine. I'm not opposed to that because I, while I do this podcast with you on a Friday night, you know, I may get up on Saturday
0: morning and go see the homeless, for, right? For my fraternity you know.
1: You know, I may go clean the streets with my Masonic organization. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm just saying, this is all these different ways of how we attack
0: the problem in the black community. Right. And so, you you
1: know, or this is how we handle the issue, these issues that that place us. And, you know, I don't want to sit around and, and wait till all of us get together,
0: you know as black people before we do you something. You know, to solve, to solve one problem,
1: right? Or, to say, okay, we're all on the same page. I Man, look, if this where you at, bro, I'm gonna come, bro, I'm gonna pop over, see you, you know, do your podcast, bro, I'm gonna pop over, you know, you know, donate, you know, do X, Y, Z, bro, I'm gonna pop over here, do this, do this, I'm gonna pop over and holler at the bros over here, I'm a pop, you know. That's just how I see it, right? Because I'm, I, I again, I started, I started this off by saying, "We're one hand, right? Right? With many fingers, right? Many toes, you right. know. You know, we got moving parts, and and, and why disable one part? Because we disagree, you know. Right? The the thing I knew about Allah. When it's it's hmm. right? And this perfection is all this perfection is imperfection, right? And what I mean by that is there ain't not one finger on your on each hand; that all measures up,
0: right, or well, has the same function,
1: yeah. right? They all serve a different function. If you're looking at your hand, you got your thumb, finger, middle finger, the finger behind that, the pinky. All of those fingers are different in
0: size, shape. Different. They don't look very different, right? Right. How the fuck is that perfection? Right. That's, and that's, and how that's, do you cut off your nose to despite your faith? Right, I don't I don't see system. I don't see how they exclude people. And I ain't even got a problem with their beliefs. You can have that belief if you think that only certain Africans deserve reparations more power to you. Unfortunately, this is the dust of nothingness that a Candace Owens is is bought out of, is born into, and our younger generations, who have no connection to our reality, would would pay Odo, Ados, and um, FBO more mind then they would pay us because they say, oh, I can't identify what my father's going through. He's just the asshole that's controlling my power. But this organization is saying it's all about colorism because you find it is the black youth that are touting this colorism as if it's a thing. We, back in the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, all the way from the sixties to the nineties no better. There was no such thing as colorism amongst black people. There was no such thing as oh he light skinned the the worst thing that I heard these motherfuckers say was that um uh minister Farrakhan is light skinned and he's from his parents are from Jamaica So he has no qualification. You hear me? I heard young people say this that don't know nothing about black struggle, telling me that Minister Farrakhan has no qualification for black struggle because of his lineage. Right, but if our youth are collecting this as facts, where the fuck are we as people? Well, Where I the fuck are we as hands?
1: But you're giving it too much credibility, bro. You're giving it too much credibility. You, you, you are. You have this old school wisdom that you are trying to apply or make applicable to this young person that doesn't have the skills. Or the knowledge concept. To even receive what you're saying. So. You are frustrating. You are your worst enemy. And frustrating yourself with that. Your kids. That kid. That person. That young person. They don't know that they don't know.
0: And that is what I find <laughs> frustrating. And that is why. You are integrable. integral. Integral. Part of this podcast because I need you to talk me down from this ledge plenty of times not just on this subject but other subjects where I see young people trying to undo everything that we fought for we just had um, an arena Uh, we're at the 27 minute mark so we have to have closing arguments right now But we just had an arena where um, young people were not in the fight for the voting rights. I don't even believe in voting rights. But the fact that this can be questioned now means that we have weak people at the front lines. Do you understand what they just did with the voting rights repeal? How is yeah, that even possible, given our history?
1: Yeah, but, uh, bro, again, I mean, young people don't know the history like that, bro. So it, it's, 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 it's okay, but it's not okay. Meaning that it, bro, you didn't get to where you are overnight, right? And even when you got to where you were, tell me how many brothers sisters around you got to where you were when you got to where you were
0: that, you is, that is correct zero right right so I don't
1: think it's fair to yourself you know to to you know make that incumbent upon other people the, the only I mean right at the end of the day you know knowledge protects itself you know, and you know, history is what it is, so you, it's incumbent upon the next generation to learn and understand what they need to know you know, in order to get us to the next level. Um, I I am not at this point in my life where, man, I'm raising a, a teenage son, Andrew. Mm. And bruh, uh, I look every day at them, and I, you know, I, I think one of my biggest things was watching my ATO become an ATO and watching him fight his whole life, uh, try to be different from his dad. Only become eighteen now and say, "Wow, I'm really starting to appreciate who my dad is."
0: Hmm. And hopefully, we all get it at the 30-minute mark, you are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. This has been another segment where two black men have a candid conversation about um, black psychology and black power in the context of our current day reality. Um, I want to thank you again, brother. You keep me grounded, and so I'm glad to have you on this podcast. Something things frustrate the hell out of me, but um, I understand why. Um, I'll give you the last word, brother. Um, go right ahead, and then we'll close it down. All right, well, my last word is, uh, we'll close it out. Uh,
1: brother James is banned from this uh, platform.
0: <laughs> Until he apologizes. <laughs> until he
1: thinks he can come back uh, we were humble and his apology but the brother has a long way to go and it a manifestation of the foolishness that he wanted to come on here and represent
0: yeah. hmm. yes so, sir
1: uh whatever, the, whatever it was that he wanted to come represent he represented it tonight very well by not showing up hmm. it's a manifestation of the foolishness that he believes hmm. Because if in fact what he believes, what he thinks, was worthy of a discussion,
0: he wouldn't have to clean up up his room, right?
1: (laughs) Right. He showed up by not showing up. So I am saying to the audience that if you want to be a Hebrew Israelite or whatever it is that uh, Brother James is spouting, that you should do what he has done tonight and disappear.
0: Hmm. I'll say it even better than that. Uh, Suge Knight got up there at the, uh, whatever award show that was, and he said, if you want to have a career in the music industry without the producer being all up in the video, come to Death Row.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, James is way, he went to Death Row tonight so we're talking bad about you brother uh, <laughs> and it is bad that you c- could be here to defend yourself so <laughs> peace and blessing to you brother
0: James and peace to the
1: universe peace to God <laughs> <laughs>